Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, I'm Sophie Ellis-Bexter, and welcome to Spinning Plates, the podcast where I speak to busy working women who also happen to be mothers about how they make it work. I'm a singer, and I've released seven albums in between having my five sons, aged 16 months to 16 years, so I spin a few plates myself. Being a mother can be the most amazing thing, but can also be hard to find time for yourself and your own ambitions. I want to be a bit nosy and see how other people balance everything. Welcome to Spinning Plates. Hello darlings, I have to be relatively quick here. Uh, it's one of those days where I just don't seem to be able to get away in the nicest way. I don't seem to get away from my children. Um, I'm currently hiding in Mickey's room. Sometimes it's like I've got a massive magnet in my pocket and the kids just follow the magnet. So, how are you? Hope you had a good week. I've had a really exciting week actually. It's been really nice. Um, there was quite a lot riding on it because I did this session for Radio 2 called the Piano Room Sessions. And lots of other amazing artists have been doing it all throughout the month of February and I just didn't want to be the crap one at the end. And I also wanted to really enjoy it, but also I was doing my new single, which is called Breaking the Circle. I was singing that for the first time live and I was also doing a cover of Madonna's song, Open Your Heart, so I wanted to kind of nail that. And hang on a minute. Yeah? All right, darling, that's sweet of you. Thank you. <laughs> that's my seven-year-old trying to wake up my 18-year-old and him going, Mummy, I just told Sonny he can have a little bit more rest, which, given that it's quarter to 12 on Sunday, is uh, quite something. Anyway, um, the performance for the piano room is at Maida Vale, and it was with a live, full BBC concert orchestra who sound phenomenal, and all my band. And I had Ed Harcourt, Ed Harcourt, my friend Ed, join me on piano, and he's the guy I've written my third album with. And so it was all very, very special. 
and very familial as well. My brother Jack playing drums, my husband's on bass, Ed's wife Geeta is doing BVs, and Ed's uh, sister-in-law and Geeta's sister, Amy, had done all the string arrangement, the orchestral arrangement. That's quite a lot to get your head around, isn't it? Plus it was with Ken Bruce on Ken Bruce's show, live on his radio show, and he was very lovely. So anyway, it went really well, and I was—I just found that like such a high that like lasted me for a good sort of forty-eight hours of just feeling really great about the fact that it'd gone well, and I'd enjoyed it so much. So that was really nice. I also, what else did I do? I recorded a couple more podcast interviews for you, and I also participated in a podcast for Care International um, because I've worked with them before. Uh, a woman who I think she's director, so Helen Pankhurst. And yes, she is of the family lineage of the, the famous Pankhurst, Emmeline, Sylvia, founder of the Suffragettes, of course, Emmeline. Um, so we spoke to women around the world who've been facing challenges and how they've dealt with it in their local communities. And that was incredible. I'll let you know when that comes out, actually, because it was a really good podcast to do, speaking to these incredible people. Anyway, so that's been my week. And now I find myself, it's Sunday, and tomorrow I go away on tour. I leave tomorrow night to go to Europe and I'm away for 10 days actually, so quite a long one. I haven't even started packing. I haven't done anything. I'm going to do it tomorrow when the kids are at school. But it's quite serendipitous in terms of the timing that I have that on my mind because actually I um, spoke for um, this week's podcast, I spoke to Jessie Ware and she and I spoke a lot about that thing when you go away on tour and you're kind of in that tour bubble and how you get quite indulged. You don't really have to think about very much apart from the gigs in the evening versus family life when your time for yourself tends to diminish drastically. And, um, yeah, I'm actually... I think after speaking to her, it's made me feel even more excited about going away (laughs) because I don't want to waste being away, you know, feeling guilty and worrying about everything I actually want to really enjoy. I'm going to be able to sleep in, guys, Uh, I can't wait. I'm still really good at that. I'm going to get so much sleep, it's going to be sick. And I'm also going to just have lots of that time where I go off by myself during the day, wandering around foreign cities. I've got Paris and Brussels and Amsterdam, Cologne, Frank... No, yeah, Cologne, Hamburg, Berlin, Warsaw. These are all the places I shall be visiting. And I'm going to enjoy it. It's going to be lovely. And I can't wait to see everybody on the tour. Anyway, it was lovely to speak to Jessie for this week's podcast. We've been uh, synchronising diaries for a while because obviously she does the same sort of silly job as me, so we found it sometimes quite tricky to find a time, but it was all good. We went to her house. We've met a few times now, and I've been on her podcast too, and we've got mutual friends in common, and she's just really lovely. Lots of talent, uh, lots of generosity of spirit, nicely cheeky, good fun. So, yeah. I will leave you with Jesse and I. And look at this. Silence. I'm just going to let that sit for a minute. No one's calling out for me. Beautiful. See you in a minute. Thank you very much for having us over. Thank you for schlepping and getting <laughs> off at the wrong uh, train station, which always <laughs> buggers people up. Many of my loved ones have done this. Gone to New Cross instead of New Cross Gate, and it's a schlep. It's, it was a lovely run. <laughs> yeah, along the main road, yeah, really. It's beautiful as well, the scenic Just route. that slightly uh, sweaty run you do when you've got like a bobble hat on and yeah. gloves oh, and stuff mate. and your puffer jacket. You're like, 
Uh, I was quite pleased. I shaved 11 minutes off my predictive arrival you're, time. You're so quite, I felt quite, quite good about quite good I was, at I was running being nimble this morning, Jesse. I really went for it. <laughs> oh, man, thank you. We don't need to get on the peloton or do, you know, no, run later. It. Done. Um, today is all about talking to you, then relaxing. Mm. And I have to say, I'm a little bit disappointed because I heard a rumour you're messy and you're not messy at all. Your house is really tidy. Um, What's babe, going on? I am really messy and there's a reason why uh, it's really tidy. I just have a really amazing new nanny uh, who oh. is like obsessively clean and oh I am God, not complaining. Lovely. No, that's I'm very messy as well, by the way. And I've tied, exper- experimented with tidying and I've realised it makes me feel worse. I actually don't like it. I don't like it if my bedside table is, is free of books yeah, and stuff. I agree with you. I like We're not it. Kathy Bates in misery. We're creatives. <laughs> exactly. Creative, messy creatives. Um, so when I was... Lovely. We've met a few times, but when mm. I was sort of reading up more and more about you, I realised... Oh, oh Carol, I'm sorry. Lovely. Sorry. Sorry. sorry about Actually, it. Hopefully... <laughs> oh, okay. That was so nice and politely sorted. Um, we have quite a lot of, in common. Mm. Uh, so before I sort of freak you out with the level of detail, okay. I want to start with a really nice thing. We both have had our first single from our new albums played on radio this week so my first song was played yesterday congrats and same to you because you had it today so yeah, like about an hour ago i know yeah. and i've heard it and it's brilliant thank so how, you this is the song pearls mm. uh, from your new record so tell me everything what's how are you feeling about it what's this like bit like for you before you release it's stuff? that funny thing isn't it that i was just kind of complaining to you about where you're like i was it was a new song which i've been waiting and waiting and waiting to put out but it was also the announcement of the record as well, and all those blooming pre-order links and stuff, and you get, like, the thing where you're like, oh, people are liking the song. Oh, oh, the pre-order link is not working. Oh, management, what are we going to do? And then it's like, it's just, it's so silly, all the kind of logistics. And it takes a, a village to get a song out, you realise. Yes. Um, but, yeah, it's really exciting. It feels kind of like, I can. I don't know if you felt like this yesterday, I can, you can sit back and, not that I was nervous about what people thought because I'm really proud of the song, but there's like that release that you're like, okay, let's celebrate. Like, we just did put another record. We survived yeah. another year as women in music. Very true. And it's that lovely feeling of like, okay, now I'm ready to introduce it to the world. But then yeah. I always get, as well, a slight apprehension because... I like the bit just before I release it, like maybe the day before. Yeah. I'm very excited. Like Christmas Eve. Yes, very excited, but I haven't also got like what people think about stuff. And so I've got that kind of nice like little protective bubble. Oh, yeah. I quite enjoy that. Yeah. And also I, I don't necessarily want to know the end of the story, like I, how it went. I'm a massive optimist, so in my head it's always like, it's gone amazing until I release stuff. And then it's like, then the reality sort do of sets you, in. Do you, do you look at kind of reviews or comments or... Um, I don't go too heavy with all that. I don't know. Mm. Reviews, no, tend not to. Me I think neither. I used to when I started. I think I read everything. Mm. When I, and then you have to pretend you don't. You have mm. to pretend that mm. you're not reaching any of that stuff. But yes, and then now I t- I'm a lot more settled in myself and what I'm up to. But I think it's just that feeling of like, yeah, letting a bit of daylight in on something that's a little bit mm. magical and, yeah. been, and you've been quite protective mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that being said, I get excited. And then there's always the bit where I think, oh, this means... Because obviously when you're songwriting, you can be quite predictable in your days and your weeks and what you're up to. I but love that bit. Me too. <laughs> because then there's the bit where you know you've got to go out and about and do promo. I'm dreading that bit. Well, it's, I think it's hard when you've got little children yeah. because the other thing we have in common is we both have had three babies in our 30s while we're also making music and mm. releasing things mm. so it, it's a lot to get on with mm. I think 
It's also that thing of, it was really funny. So they did like a couple of, a few billboards around London with, before the album was announced. And I was at like a kid's school, a school kids party on the, a Sunday. And I said to one of the mums, oh, yeah, I've got new music coming out. Because they cut, they know what I do. And, um, but, and, and she went, hang on, I've just seen your face on the billboard by <laughs> Queens Road Peckham. I went, Really? Is it out? She went, oh, yeah. And it's just like, it's kind of that weird thing where you go from being pop star and this silly kind of fun glamour dress up to then being like, being mum, which I adore. But it's that, I f- I'm finding that juggle and kind of wearing two different hats and being able to, I found it really hard when I came back from tour in November to, I was so excited to see the kids. And they'd, they'd come out and seen me, like, two weeks prior to me coming back. So I'd, I'd been away for six weeks. I'd managed to get them to come for two weeks. So it, it, we had two weeks on either side, or two and a half weeks on either side, which is quite long mm. and not particularly nice. But I was having a lovely time, but I missed them. And I was so ready to come and see them, and they were so ready to see me. My eldest was really struggling with me being away. And um, I came back, and it was like, right, yeah. Let's go, let's be um, mum now, of course. Like, no more people carrying my bags, opening doors for me, asking if I need tea, asking if I need a massage, asking, you know, all of that very lovely stuff that comes with yeah. kind of the, 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 um, the stuff of touring. Yeah. But I found by the end of the year, I was just like, I, I, I kind of was incredibly confused, which hat I... And this sounds really bad, but like, which hat I'd not preferred to wear because, of course, I'm being a mother is the greatest honour. But I was finding it quite challenging after being completely looked after. And I hated myself for finding it challenging because, of course, parenting is challenging, but it's also amazing and I'm lucky to do it. But I, I, the guilt that came with that, the guilt when I was away, I felt guilty that I was, and then when I came back, I was like, oh, I'm kind of missing tour. Like, yeah, because also when, it's a bugger. when you're on tour, you can basically revert to like being a teenager pretty yeah. much. You can, someone will just basically take care of everything. And like you can go out and like <laughs> go to sleep past 12 and then wake up and not do the school run. And actually, yes. I, I like doing the school run actually. But you can, yeah, you become a teenager or like a student yeah. at like uni where you're like watching box sets in the day because... Because you can. Yeah, and you've got like a gig at like 12 o'clock at night or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> It's really bad, isn't it? No, I think um, I think I think I used to feel probably worse about that before we had the the bit, you know, the two years, which I'm everybody's a bit bored of talking about. But that bit where I realised that actually all those bits in between the work and the home were really important mm, for my head. Mm, mm. So now when I go on tour, I'm better at saying, giving myself permission to sleep in and rest and focus on the gig. I think when I'm away, people quite often say, oh, have you brought all the kids? Even though, <laughs> what, you know, if you're like miles away, it's like that was very impractical. You know, all the extra flights, the extra space, the childcare, everything. I'm like, no. But the very fact that, they, that it's been asked of me, I feel immediately like, is there, are there people that would have done that then? Have I made a bad decision? I know. It's, um, if we were... At the level, I mean, it was funny, there was a really nice person, I probably shouldn't say who it was, that I met when I was in Buenos Aires, and she was so sweet. But, and I was saying that I was missing my kids. Boring, at like a cocktail party. But woe is me, tiny violence. <laughs> um, and uh, she went, 
babe, next time just like bring the home tutor and bring them. And I was like, babe, what planet are you on? I don't, I can't afford a bloody five flights to bloody Buenos Aires. I can't afford another tour bus. Mm. I can't afford a... A, a, a home tutor I, what are you talking about um, so I, I think people just uh, it's it, well meaning it's so well meaning and, and but it's and financially it's, impossible it's, yeah <laughs> yeah I mean we've really buggered it by you know the fact that we've got more than um, two even like our car situation Sam yeah. always said once you have three or more it's like a different car it's a different amount of hotel rooms yeah um, and it's yeah. true yeah, we've it's made true. it quite expensive. And I wonder as well if you'll look back, because I think, because yours are little, so you've got two at primary. Well, what one yeah. one at primary, one at preschool, yeah. about yeah. to start primary, same age as my youngest, yeah. pretty much. And then a little one, so how old's your smallest? He's 18 months. 18 months, that's mm. still very little. And mm. I think, do you think you'll look back on this period of your life and just feel like, whoa, there was a lot yeah, and on. I and I worry that I will again feel guilty about the fact that maybe I didn't. You know, I can feel the baby slipping away in the sense of he's he's a big boy now. Like he thinks, he thinks he's a big boy. He's talking. He he's trying to roll with the older ones, mm. and and I believe it's probably my last baby. And so in some respect, I'm trying to cling on to him being the... I guess that's what happens with the youngest, right? Yeah. You treat them like the baby. Yeah. I mean, he's called the baby. Yeah. Um, and, um, yeah, I worry I'll be full of regret that it was too much work. But then also, I hope it's inspiring to them that they saw that I was here. And, you know, I do feel, and I don't know about you, yeah, we have these really concentrated periods of when we're away or when we're promoting a record. That's why I was talking about all this, because we were talking about promo and how it changes mm. from... But there, but there's the majority of the time, unless I'm about to have a, like, international, like, hit or something, and everyone's going to want me to tour in every continent. Doubtful, but... That may be quite nice. Um, uh, it's um, we are able to be at the school drop-offs mm. and the pickups, and um, maybe not every day. And maybe I'm out a few more evenings than other parents. But I do feel like, as much as I punish myself, I am quite lucky that I I am here quite a lot in their kind of day to day. Of course, mm. I'm their parent, but. You know, there's so many parents that work so hard um, and they have such grueling hours Monday to Friday. Yeah. And, you know, I think that that's... I feel sorry for myself sometimes, but I think also that's really hard. There's so many parents that have far more... Like, we, we long for the nine to five, we say, but actually maybe the flexibility of our jobs is actually also amazing and, yeah, you know? No, I think you're right about that. And also the thing I think about a lot is that our work is an extension of the kernel of who who we are, mm. like what makes us tick, mm. and having that space to be creative and bit and a bit other is pretty yeah. magical. Yeah, I love the fact I have that freedom. But how do you go about protecting your creativity and giving us that, giving mm. yourself that space? Weirdly, I think that. My creativity works quite well, kind of compartmentalised. So when I go 
I think that's happened from having children. So when I have my session writing with someone, I'm like, right, I'm going to work. I am going to try and create and we're going to do something and I'm not going to punish myself if it doesn't happen fully. Um, but there's set times. And actually that's worked really well for me, mm. um, which sounds really un create like it seems no, like the that's... antithesis of kind yeah. of creativity which you imagine is like incense at three in the morning <laughs> and you know um it, for me it's really delicious and I think it I think it's because I crave that nine to five I think I crave that nine to five the idea of me going to work mm. I mean I always remember Nick Cave talking about this and saying that he put on a suit every day and his I think his studio in Brighton was like up in the attic put on his suit go to work up into the attic Mm-hmm. And, like, I always love that. So, yeah, I always kind of think of Nick Cave when I'm going to go and try and write a song. Um, and um, the creativity, you know, I had to do a work call for my live tour and everyone was in all different places, Thailand, L.A., um, England, um so we were all on a Zoom and it was at bedtime and that's really annoying and inconvenient, but um, I did it. And I was allowed, the kids went to sleep and we were allowed this like hour and a half of, you know, brainstorming the creative for the live show. And that was also really nice. So although I do the majority in the day, you know, there's moment I get, I'm very lucky that I get to do it kind of all the time. And also I have, I have the podcast, which I don't know if it's creative in the sense of like, we eat food and we chat. I, get, I don't know. It's I don't definitely know. got, a, no, it's it's got d- it has to be curated. It's yeah, it's, it, it's, um. It's a different creativity, I guess. It is. Um, and also and it's something where you have to, you know, have an, an arc in your head of what it is you're t- hoping yeah. to get out of yeah. the person you're with and make it count because it can't just be a sort of woolly thing but of maybe, like... maybe because, and, I'm, and you know, you have a podcast, which we're doing right now. The fact that it's less about you... Mm. For our podcast, of course, I'm sure mum and I make it about us all the bloody time, but, like, it, it's talking to other people, it's conversation, it's inspiring, it's... Um, interesting it's it's another form of creativity or conversation or outlet compared to the music and that's really helped me too um yeah. to have wear these different hats um I think it's so, been yeah. well, obviously the podcast is brilliantly successful and I've done your podcast mm. and had such and you a, did fun a live time. one with, I really loved the really naughty audience and the, um, it was quite raucous they were quite raucous it was good I liked drunk. it yeah I know there was a woman at the end who asked me something like, how often do you and your husband have sex? And everybody yeah. kept apologising to you afterwards. And I was like, bring it on. I don't, I don't <laughs> you, mind a tricky you, question. You answered so perfectly. You said, enough. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> I was quite impressed with her. I mean, to stand up in front of a few thousand people and ask that, like, okay. She was, she was drunk. <laughs> People kind of were like, <gasps> aghast. Yeah, it was yeah. fun. It was, you, you handled it well. I my fan. You, you, you handled <laughs> it very, very well. But that brings you to another thing that we have in common. Because when, I mean, if you'd asked 15-year-old me what I wanted to do, I would have said journalist up there. Really? That's, yeah, I was really interested in journalism. And that's something you thought about as well yeah. for you, right? Yeah. So I think it's quite interesting we've both found ourselves doing something where you totally. get to exercise that muscle a little bit. Totally. Um, and so what's it, you know... It's a, question I'm sure you've answered a billion times what is it like doing something like that with your mum I can picture it with my mum so I wonder what it's like with your mum it's you've experienced it with us um my mum is a force of nature she's incredibly she's a you know a 71 year old woman who has been 
I'd say kind of pushed by me into doing a podcast. And I think I kind of, I tricked her a bit. Actually, I didn't know. We did, but we started, we didn't know the rec- the, 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 the podcast was going to be a success. And initially it was just, you know, come over to mine or my mum's and she's going to cook for us and she's just going to hand us the food and she's going to bugger off. Absolutely, that wasn't the case. She's <laughs> vital. Um, but it is um, amazing. And however morbid it sounds to say I'm so thankful that I have all these kind of audible memories with my mum um I think that's magic and I think I will forever appreciate that working with her um can be slightly challenging but that's just because you know I think I ask quite a lot of my mum by you know doing sometimes we're doing three podcasts a week which is like three dinner parties can you imagine doing three dinner parties while she's also been to work all day it's it's too much so we've kind of had to really balance it out and and listen to each other um because as much as she enjoys the entertaining she enjoys the conversation it's exhausting for her yeah that's full on um yeah so um it's we've kind of had to navigate that and we're trying to be a bit kind of kinder to ourselves and slow it down a bit. There was a moment where I felt like we never stopped the series and that was quite exhausting. So we're having a bit of a break now, kind of we're banking lots of podcasts um, and then hopefully it won't be so... I mean, I came back from tour and then we hadn't finished the podcast because I'd been away for six weeks. So then we had to do loads and it was just intense and un- it was it was not how I want to do it and I want the podcast to carry on forever um but I don't think I was kind of best by the end of last year but yeah it is amazing working with mum she's brilliant I'm really proud of her she's sometimes slightly too opinionated and I think but I think that's a 70 year old woman having her opinions but sometimes I have to kind of remind her that I don't know I don't know like how old's your mum uh mum is uh 67 um yeah and so I mean, my mum has obviously had experience of being doing something mm. that's in public eye. Mm. Um, but for your mum, I'd imagine you also felt quite protective. I would. I mean, I've noticed that that, that dynamic shifting with my mum and I. Anyway, yeah. As she gets older, when we go out and about, I feel quite protective of her. I feel that with. I think I feel that less with my mum. Weirdly, because she's kind of. I think she quite enjoys like the adoration she gets from some certain people <laughs> who wouldn't um adoration is always welcome yeah it's fab um but i do feel protected i think at the beginning when like articles come out or interviews and she'd be like hang on i didn't say that like that and oh, things yeah. are taken out of context because we do the podcast which we are in control of and we edit she was like no 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 why have, and and she found it really problematic doing interviews because she'd say things and maybe not you know how we become so yeah um conditioned to watch what we say in interviews because you know on written like word will just come out yeah. it will be misconstrued so she had problems with that and also the fact that she's a social worker that she you know wonders whether how she can still juggle these when she is more in the public eye Mm. like I think that's been a real battle and I really respect her that she still works and that's amazing but also I wonder whether it's time for her to kind of stop that but I wouldn't want it to be because she she feels she has to but yeah I think she I think my mum really enjoys it she complains quite a lot and I get (laughs) that 
Um, but I do think she enjoys it. And when you're when you've got a guest coming up, where do you do you feel like you have to store the sort of information about them in some part of your brain? Like I think a little I'm, I'm feeling file. really bad, um, Sophie, because I I don't prep probably as much as you do. I think I I I, I usually we know. We, we enjoy who's coming on because we've invited them on or they've been um, asked to do it and we're like, oh, we've always wanted to chat to them. So we've got this understanding of them. But because it's this kind of dinner day, yeah, you can it can go it quite, anywhere, really. Yeah, quite free flow. And that's quite nice. But I do kind of feel like I'm the captain of the ship mm. and, um, and I have to steer the conversation to be able to kind of bring it back because sometimes it can go so off-piste. Um, with with mum and that's what's brilliant about it yeah. but sometimes I kind of have to be the bore that's like okay and now it's time for your um, last supper um, <laughs> but that's okay I think every probably every duo whatever their relationship who do things like that probably have those little yeah. things they know about each other about yeah. what they bring to it and like my mum's the one that's allowed to ask the naughty question because yeah. she's like she can get away with yeah, it and that's she's so okay. charming so I let her do that and sometimes you know she takes it a bit far and I'm like and she'll get away with it she always bloody gets away with it <laughs> how would you like to look five years younger in a clinical study people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. 
I think I, I heard you say something like your mum brought you up with lots of love and lots of fun. Mm. Is that something that you were thinking of when you were, when you knew you were going to be a mum about some of the things that you wanted to bring? I, yeah, and I don't feel like I'm necessarily being the funnest mum yet. I feel like I'm a bit of a sergeant major all the time. Like I can't imagine oh, that. Oh, I don't know. I mean, it's been really... I, my mum always kind of took us to the theatre or, like, it was the Polka Theatre in Wimbledon. Or I've it was, been there. Yeah. It's really sweet, that place. Um, or the kid. Unicorn. Or, yeah. like, you know, it was that... I just remember my mum always taking us to that or, like, the Trocadero when Planet Hollywood just came out. Or it would be like she'd take us to these places um, and she'd always have, like... We'd always have, like, one or two friends with us. So it was like she, she was herding, like, a load of kids <laughs> you're in central London. Because you're one of three, right? So there's, yeah. One of three. She must have liked that kind of busyness. And also she late. was a single mum. So I think she... Maybe it was sometimes easier, us having friends too. So we were squabbling less. We used to squabble so much. Um, so I just remember mum always kind of having people over, always taking us on kind of trips or doing things, schlepping us to, like, North Wales after school on a Friday with, like, our mates and me vomiting in the back because I always got um, car sickness. And it was, like, a six-hour... Like, she was doing that all on her own, and I find that quite That's astounding. That's very impressive. And I, you know, I've just had my husband come in to light the fire because I can't <laughs> bloody do anything. Um, but the fun thing, I feel like it's getting easier with my eldest two to be able to I don't know apply I don't think I'm that fun but I want them to have similar experiences so you know I took them to see Anansi the Spider um a production of it uh, at the Unicorn the other day and my son hasn't stopped talking about it so then I've like booked the Billy Goat's Gruff there you know um and that's I'm really loving that that mm. they're showing similar interests but I'm probably imposing it on them um it's yeah, hard I, though, isn't it? Because you have those memories and then you're not, you're never the same person your parent was, but you were the product, pro, partly yes, a product of yes. your environment and what, what worked with you and the things that didn't work as well. So I think you've always got that thing of like, what, 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 can, what can I do that feels actually really natural to me? Because yeah. you can't just play the part of like, today I'm going to be so much fun. Yeah, it's going to knock your socks I, off. I hope, I think, I think I'm kind of regarded as like by Juno's friends as like, a nice mum, I don't know, that, like, <laughs> feeds them well. I think food is, like, my love language, really. Mm. So... That's a very good language. Even though they reject it and break my heart all the time, the f bloody food. Um, but... Yeah, it's that, amazing how that can hurt when you've prepared oh, a meal. But I heard something yesterday that apparently a kid can reject something 15 times before they kind of accept it. But w would you bother making oh, spag bol 15 times no if they way. go no? That's like, agony. So, also, like a little chart on the wall. Like, yeah, I know, exactly. We've got nine more of these and then you're going to love it. it. Actually, what are, you, what are you doing for dinner tonight? So I've got uh, some ideas. What are we at Thursday? Mm, I don't know, actually. We haven't had pasta for a few nights, so it's okay. probably going to be pasta. <laughs> it's that one. It's like the little one that you can store. Like, it's rolled yeah. round, yeah. Um... And also, I've got that funny thing where tonight I've got a gig and I'm on stage at like half eleven. So I've got that oh, weird babe. thing where I'm sort of going to have to disappear into the night about ten pm, which I find really weird. So part of me quite yeah. likes it because it's like they go to bed and then I like get into my spanglies and then off I go. It's Why like, is it so like late? a superhero. I don't know. It's yes, it, I don't like where that is it? aspect. Um, it's like some private award thingy on mm -hmm. the embankment. We love a private. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> so I'll just disappear. 11.30? Mm. How many songs? Half an hour set. But by like 10, you'll be like, oh, my God. I was asleep by that time last night. Babe, there's nothing better than getting to bed before 10. <laughs> I love it so, so much. What time's your kids up, like the first one? Um, any, well, the alarm goes... I, I get up just before 7 to start getting the eldest two up for secondary. Oh, OK. Because I'm the human alarm clock in our house, so I wake everybody. But if um, sometimes my youngest wakes up before that. So this morning, yeah, we were up from, like, 6.45. Fine. OK. Up we get. What about you? My... Daughter's usually the first up, and she wakes up her brother. So it's always, it, it's like she'll try and get up at six thirty. We tried the grey clock; it's absolutely not working. No, for they us. just learn how to turn things off as well, well. And also, like, they don't seem to see that it's still blue. Therefore, like, stay in your room. <laughs> They're just like, is it waking up time? No, it's not. Yeah, clock. Yeah, it's like they just laugh in the face of the grey clock. Um, so yeah, I think it was a six thirty jobby today, but then the little one. Is really good and he sleeps till like seven, seven fifteen. But there's no you're already up by that point, so those that forty five minutes yeah. is lost. Yeah, yeah. I'm really grumpy in the morning though. Like I'm I'm the one that can get up with them in the middle of the night. I'm like, I'll do that, I'll rock them back to sleep if they've been put like I'll do all that one. Mm. But the morning I'm just like, it's not seven, don't talk to me and it's so I'm, I'm brutal in the morning whereas Sam's always up because he's a personal trainer so he's much better at the mornings also have you had it where you're going to do something like a, a, I don't know working with something you know let's say doing something with a, a company for the day and then you realise that everybody there is like much younger and none of them have kids and so you talking about what's happening with your kids and what they got it's just like it's like a sort of foreign like, language yeah, everybody's yeah. just looking at you like yeah that doesn't sound great I'm not even thinking about yeah, that yet yeah you poor thing <laughs> you did it to yourself <laughs> yeah exactly so will you do the school run tomorrow or will Richard I'm actually not going to be there that tomorrow I'm filming a video so I'm going to be oh, God, I, my yeah. call time 7 30 but usually it's me oh, every morning babes. for school run I quite like it actually I like getting the, the bit where I walk into school and I kind of as I said, like it's quite, it's quite a lot of people. Who, majority of them don't seem to want to go to school. Like yeah. ever. Funny that, but I still quite like the that sort of uh, routine of it. Me too. And the walk. Me I like too. the walk. And they, they always, kind of love it. That mm. I, like they love you walking them to school. I don't know. I feel like you know, like sometimes my nanny would take them too. But when you're there picking them mm. up, there's like this smile on their face that maybe it's just because they're sick of bloody being at school for the whole day. But <laughs> it's like priceless, isn't it? Is. It is. And so this morning when your song was played at half eight, where, were you out So that was See, that was a bugger today because I would have taken them to school today. Mm. But I don't know about you, but I had to film a TikTok of me <laughs> listening to myself on the radio because apparently that's really great content. I was like, Fuck well, you. no one told me. And if they had, I would have got me, li- I was in the playground with it playing on my phone. Oh, babe. <laughs> See, you're better. That would have been a great TikTok, babe. Um, <laughs> um, uh, but it's yeah, too real. I, I, yeah, too right. real. <laughs> um, I so I didn't take them. I filmed myself dancing to my thing <laughs> and cringing. So um, we have such a funny job. Oh, it's so stupid. <laughs> it's so, so, much it's so it's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it's really stupid. Mummy, what are you doing? I'm working. I'm, I'm working. <laughs> 
And you're just like looking at your phone, filming yourself singing. I mean, yeah, it's stupid. I know. When you're like, I have to do some work now, put it on the lipstick. Yeah, I Bye know. Guys. Exactly. Can't wait to come perform. Well, I don't know. It's I mean, I, exactly. Exactly. And one of them walks in and I give them this look like, you've just screwed up my filming. Oh, man. Are any of them very interested in you putting on makeup? And then, did they, because like all my kids are fascinated by the makeup. Yes, Literal. but my youngest also is just like, you're going out. Because I don't really oh, wear but that, yeah. makeup during the day, really, like mascara, that's about it. But he, so as soon as I've got lipstick on he's or anything, like, he's like, where leaving. are you going? And can I come? He's Because he's quite interested in all that. Because I, I, I think you took your daughter on tour with you. I took right? my daughter on tour when she was 18 months and it was quite challenging. Mm. Um, that's quite a tricky age actually because they yeah, really want to get out and about move. and move. Yes. She wasn't speaking at all and so... She just said da all the time, which became kind of the entertainment for all the mm-hmm. band. Um, that was quite tough. But, and I don't think I was in the best headspace. And I kind of always really regret that because I feel like, I don't know, you know, you must have had a kind of some highs and lows of your career, right? And yeah, I just feel bad that like my daughter was not privy because she won't remember, but she was part of one of the low memories. Not her, of course, but her coming on tour should have been a really beautiful thing, but it was incredibly challenging and... Um, yeah, that's tough. Yeah. So, but, you know, we just kind of... We, we changed we, we changed it all up, and this time they came and met me in L.A., and they came... my The two eldest, my daughter and my son, they came to my L.A. show, stayed mm. up late, watched side stage to see what mummy does, and that was cool. So, you know, I'm trying to kind of rewrite rewrite the um the story a bit um, and she will never remember it but i think there's something very significant about if you've been doing what you do before you have kids and then the bit after and then suddenly the bit that you did before they're around feels like old news so it's mm. all about that new chapter mm. and what happens now and then you introduce them to it and you just want it to be really great mm. and if it's not you know feeling that if it feels challenging mm. you feel like you're sort of showing them something like oh please don't see it like this it's supposed to be more than this totally it's, even if they're small because you you suddenly they're along for the rides and yeah. you've, and you've taken time away from them to to do the stuff and to get the work done and to write the songs so mm-hmm. you want it all to be like completely worthwhile you want it to be fairy tale which is mm. quite hard to do ever when you know when you've got kids you never know what's going to happen it's like you can try and mm. go this is maybe a really shit analogy but like you can try and go for a roast with everyone out and it's probably going to end up a complete shit show oh, and that's yes. okay but the intention was there yes but just i think i was putting so much pressure on myself for it to be perfect and is this because what was happening when you had your first baby then? i had this record that i'd made that was quite kind of autobiographical and, and struggling about struggling with the juggle of being a mum and a performer and I don't think anybody really really wanted to listen to that shit but you need to put um, those things out I there sometimes. felt like I did but it was um it was c- kind of sad and I think I was really low and I felt this such urge to be a mother but I also hadn't fully made it as a singer so I wasn't the most in the most stable situation it was you know it's very precarious I didn't know whether I'd be dropped whether you know and it was very kind of make or break and then adding like that I I didn't have the podcast as well at the time so it was you know music was my livelihood 
and a complete honor to be able to do that, but I wasn't enjoying it. It was taking me away from my daughter. I wasn't like trying to do this perfect way of like juggling. And I just was really feeling like it was too much. And then, you know, it kind of, things changed, changed label, changed management, changed, um, um, just kind of had the podcast, things, things looked up and I started to kind of forgive myself for this side. It was really, it was horrible though. And I think it was probably the closest I've been to kind of a version of de depression if I've ever had it. And I, I, um, I just hate that my daughter's part of that narrative. That's what makes me really sad. Um, because it's not her fault at all, of course. It's just really hard industry, isn't it? Really um, hard. And I think it is a bit of a, like, you do feel like you're kind of in a kind of a far more jovial squid game. Like, it's like, you never know when your time's up. And actually, I don't feel like that anymore. I kind of feel like from the success of the last record and hopefully the success of this new one, we'll see... Um, or even if it doesn't, like, I've got these different strings to my bow mm. and I feel far more empowered and confident as an artist and a mother and a performer. And, you know, it weirdly kind of... I don't, yeah, I don't have the pressure on myself that I did before. I mean, you carry on, you do it, you keep on going. It's like, it's... You're, you're a real inspiration. You've done it. But also, you were so... I think also, I actually really remember, like, you being very pregnant and performing and you being, you know, the tabloids being really obsessed with your pregnancies as well. <laughs> Particularly the first one. I felt Why like... Why were they so was, obsessed with the first one? I think the... I think our view of um, motherhood has got more positive now. And yes. I think people are much more open about you know, just the talking about the other side of it and how it can work for people and the bits that are tough and finding, mm. you know, community with it. But when I was bringing up... This is when I was... When I was bringing out my baby. When I was bringing <laughs> out music and having my first... Firstly, the timing was, like, pretty... Um, not, not probably what you'd write down on paper because I'd... I found out I was having a baby when I was just releasing my first single from my second album. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, it makes me laugh, but it was actually really stressful. Um, and this was a different time with music. Yes, uh, and so I just had Read My Lips, which had been this, my, this big successful album, mm. which I wasn't expecting, and Murder on Dance Floor and Take Me mm, Home and mm. all this. So I was like travelling all over the place, and then I was like, ooh, <laughs> I've, got, I've got something to tell people that I know is going to completely change like mm. everything. Yeah. And uh, did you feel scared about that? Did yeah, okay. I thought like, I mean, I was really. Uh, I look back on it with a like, like a lot of fondness because it was when Richard and I just got together as well. Mm -hmm. So it was like all about like us finding ourselves as a couple, and also we were always a family. We were sort of three mm. almost from the beginning, and like that that felt very precious and exciting. Mm. So I was very excited about the new beginnings, but I also felt really discombobulated about me and what. Who I, what I was supposed to, what sort of music I should be making, how I was performing, mm -hmm. just who was I? And I didn't really feel at that time that there was many contemporaries that I was like, oh, well, they've, they've got kids and they're doing it. Yeah, you had, like, the versions of Nena Cherry on yeah, Top I mean, of the Pops. And that's who I'd watched growing up. Yeah. Like, adored. But like, it wasn't... I, I agree. I remember Ellie Goulding talking to me when I got um, pregnant and I had the baby, and she was like, how are you doing? And she said she found me quite inspiring. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm really struggling. But I'm really... I didn't want to say that to her. But, mm. like, 
But that's so interesting. So what did you do? Um, did so you enjoy I just it? stopped the, sec- the, the second album. We did two singles and just stopped. It was okay. like, right, we'll put that to bed. And then I had I ended up having him early as well. So he was two months premature. Right. So he was all in hospital and I wasn't yeah. well. Yeah. So all that happened. And then, and then Richard's band... Uh, the feeling signed, and then they were doing really well, and I just felt like, oh my gosh, I've completely lost myself here. And mm-hmm. I'd go along to like, you know, parties and stuff like for them, and after parties, and obviously I was thrilled for their success. Totally. Like I loved what was happening, but I just felt like people would be like, and with you, you're probably not doing any music anymore because you've got a baby now. I and know. I was like, oh my god, you're like, of course I love being a mum, but that's not everything. That's not all about mm-hmm. me. And I just, yeah, I was 25 and just felt a bit like, uh. So I just took my time really, and my, I remember my dad saying. Your third record is the really important one because if you can get past the third, then you've got a career. And if you don't get your third one, if that doesn't if that doesn't see you through, then it's probably time to think about something. That's else. really interesting. So I do think third records are a bit of a turning point actually, because if you get beyond your third, you can be like, okay, now I've got a bit of, I've just you start just started to build up a bit of um, meters on the plank. Totally. I, I always think of it as meters on the plank. I would picture myself literally like off a off a pirate ship. And every time I do, <laughs> do another album, I've like gaffer tapes, one more. Pl- so my plank is quite long, but it's really wobbly. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> so that's... How many, how many records are you on now? Not as many as I should be, probably. I started this record in 2020 and it's just coming out now. So I kind of um, missed a bit. So I did, this is number six, but I did, I did a, a orchestral greatest hits, <laughs> which I can really recommend if you want to spend loads of money on an album. <laughs> But I, it was really fun. I did I it. I'm definitely going to do that. You make a double album, by the way. Also, you've got, you've got a bloody greatest hits. That's amazing. <laughs> it was actually really incredible. But at the time, I felt like it was like being on Grand Designs where they, they knock everything down and they're like, well, this is our budget. And then they make the kitchen like a little bit nice. And you're like, well, now the rest of the house has to match yeah, the kitchen. Yeah, totally. So you're like, well, I've got timpani and harp on that one. So I can't oh, really... Man. I think we're going to need that on the Oh, man. As well. But um, the nice thing was that I toured it with uh, an orchestra and went to like do theatre tours. And I took my then four-month-old baby, Mickey. So this was my fifth baby. Mm. I was 39 and I felt brilliant. And I I think I'm lucky because when I have a baby, I feel like I've done something incredibly clever. Mm. Like it just feels like, mm. check me out. I had a baby. Mm. And I think that not everybody's lucky enough to experience those hormones, mm. that rush. Mm. And I know that's something you've spoken about feeling as well. Mm. Am I in a room where you've given birth? Sadly not. Okay. Um, it's directly <laughs> below you. Okay. It's the basement room. Um, but I have spill amniotic fluid on many a sizal rug um <laughs> which is a bugger to get out i tell you um but yeah um no i've had two babies at home which is magical yeah so lovely yeah it was cool it was really cool um i know it's not always magical but your no, experience of i was it i was incredible. very lucky i had three really incredible births and and maybe slightly trickier time postnatally um in just with the breastfeeding was just such a fucker on everyone and I felt like a failure and I felt like on the second one I was going to get it right and it was going to be like my thing that I got right um and then it still didn't work and then the third one I was like I'm gonna try again I'm gonna try and get it right my boobs just don't give enough milk and then I was like you know what I've made peace with it sod it god bless formula 
Yeah, definitely. Um, oh, yeah. God, yeah. So that was kind of, yeah, I had very you put yourself beautiful, easy pregnancies and births. Um, but my postnatal was slightly kind of trickier. But, you know, it's like everyone has their different journey, don't they? But They definitely do. And I think breastfeeding is one of those things that we're so told is such an important thing and then you feel like everybody else is just nailing it and you're the one mm. who's struggling. And I know that with my second, I had to stop because I just really? didn't have enough milk for him yet. It was really stressful. But then it was okay it was very for tiny. Other, the others. Yes, but I mean, even my third, I had to get this woman come round and she was lovely. You know when you get those people who come round and, and they're, they're like really patient with you and, and you yeah. want to just hug them because yeah. they've actually just... Because I can clearly remember having friends come round to visit Ray mm. and um, me gripping the arm of the sofa as he was feeding because it was so painful. Oh. And I just thought, I can't let anyone know because I'm supposed to be like in this like little bubbly, like here I am on my gym jams with my new baby. And I was just squeezing the arm of the chair oh, and gritting my teeth. God. and thinking, I hope I'm not conveying in my face how much <laughs> this is right it's Yeah, it's full on. But we, the woman did help and we managed to keep going actually. That's great. But it doesn't, it doesn't matter because... It, I always say, you know, you can't... It's like you walk into a room for grown-ups and you go, well, that one and that yeah. one were breastfed till they were one. Exactly. That's a formula baby growing up yeah, right there. It just doesn't matter. And there's a reason why people have spent time working out what formula will really help build babies. Totally. You know? Take um, it. It's good. Uh, yeah, and I... Um, and I'm kind of, you know, I was always under... The, I don't know about you, and I'm sh- potentially will get people talking and telling, telling me facts, but I was so worried that their immune systems would be shit because that was kind of like the story you got told that like breast yeah. is best and all this and like all bloody the same they all get as many bloody colds as each other and all of them have had different elements it's yeah, they're yeah. absolutely they're absolutely fine they're thriving yeah also baby humans we they lick everything yeah <laughs> oh, don't worry they're building community how, every day how is it in your household <laughs> have you got any is this a terrible thing to say because potentially it's all any colds in the house at the moment is it just this is actually the thing. no Touchwood. I shouldn't have said yeah. it. Touchwood. Touchwood. Because um, that is wild. How it just kind of it. The thing of having uh, more than one is um, they yeah. more, than, more than two that it just carries on. It's Although like the past thing, the parcel. The thing I get most worried about is the times when nits have been introduced to our family. Oh my god, don't nits! Oh, because we god. have seven heads. Firstly, it's bloody expensive, and also it just tames it. And we had that thing where we haven't got nits at the moment, by the way, just to clarify. <laughs> but we've had that thing where you have what you think of as like super nits who don't seem to respond to any treatment. Oh, super nits. Yeah. And then I get a bit like my mum was like this as well. I get quite like excited when you comb them out and you're oh, like 31, 32. I <laughs> marvel at these actual you bugs know, coming my, out of my kids' hair. I would get them too. Oh, yeah. And we both Fun have quite time. long hair. Yeah. And at one point, I was hair. ready to like it's a yeah, nightmare. Nightmare. Yeah. Um, my husband <laughs> is not only great at lighting a fire; he's also really patient and good at combing nits oh. through. Even though I quite he enjoy it, he can sell that talent. He can monetize it, that he ability. Is really good. <laughs> and I am not. I'm like they're like, mom, it's hurting. I'm like, come on, let's go. And um, my mum is me really now. methodical, and that is. Mm. Quite, quite a gift. Yeah. Have you? <laughs> this is probably going too far. Have you ever had it? I've had it. Worms. Where I've, I've, oh, no, 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 no. No, I was going to say. Or I've, I've done a gig and I've met, like, you know, you have like a meet and greet and you'll cuddle a fan and you'll think, I'm, I'm possibly giving them nits at the moment. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> 
Don't you always... That's amazing. Don't you always worry when you're getting your hair styled that they're going to tell you that you've got nits? That would be terrible, wouldn't it? That would be... Mortifying. Imagine. I think everybody's hopefully too polite in that situation. Oh, God. How many people... And now I'm itching my hair. Oh, sorry. Oh, Is any, we, we, How I many know people we're free, have remember. you... Infected. Given, yeah, I mean. And why didn't they die out in the pandemic? <laughs> why did they keep going? Oh my god, you're so right. Yeah, why why was the lack of contact not enough to to just stop that? I really yeah, thought that would be the end of that. Fucking gross. <laughs> they are so gross. And don't they come out in the like in September that's like their peak time? Really? I've always I think it's like September's like when they really are fucking going for it. <laughs> or when all the kids get back to, together yeah. after the summer holidays. <laughs> Gross. Well, let's move on to something nicer. Okay. What do you hope your kids inherit from you? Um, oh, like joy of eating. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Joy of eating. Um, I've got. I, 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 do I they all if, at the moment like their food? Uh, they're very different in what they like. Mm. Um, and I need my middle one to embrace cheese. It's driving me crazy. Ooh, I've got one that doesn't like potatoes. That's fun. I mean, how? How interesting. potatoes so inoffensive. Well, my kids gag at mashed potato. Oh, okay. Mashed potato is lovely. Anyway. Yeah, and quite convenient too. Really convenient. Um, so, so yeah, I need my son to embrace cheese, not mm. just on pizza. I need him to enjoy, embrace like a, a strong cheddar. Oh, yeah. Um, I hope they inherit from me uh, ambition. Uh, like the sense that they can do anything. My daughter, I've never been prouder than when she said, um, when I'm older, I'm going to have three jobs like mummy. And I was like, okay, great. This Did is great. Did she say what they are? <laughs> she said makeup artist. Nice. Vet. Oh, good. And what was the other one that she wanted to be? Um, I think nurse. Oh, so I'm nice like, things. cool. Nurturing. I said, probably go with the makeup Self-care. artist, baby. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to be honest, um, you'll get a better rate. Um, so, um, yeah, she's, yeah. But yeah, they're really, they're really, they're wicked. I, I'm very proud of them. And like, there's nothing better than, I, I, I'm, I, I've said it already on this, but I, I'm a bit of a sergeant major, but I'm particularly a sergeant major about manners. Mm. It's like when they get taken something, I'm like, what do you say? And they go, thank you. The little baby goes, thank you. And um, it's just like... No, but that matters. I'm, I'm obsessed with it. I'm a bit like that too. Because I'm like, it's they're free and And also everything so feels far. so much better. Yeah. And when my teenager, a 14-year-old, every day, he says, like, do this or something, I'm like, say, if you put please on the end, I, I want to help yeah, you. And I, and I feel that glow. Otherwise, I just feel like I'm sort of his PA or something. But don't you feel... The payoff is really wonderful when you see them with other people and you yes. see them using the manners. And I'm or like, someone says we had them for a play date and they were really polite. Yeah. Oh, oh my god, it's it's best. there's no greater feeling. That's no, lovely. That and that started to happen, and I'm like, oh thank god, that's it's lovely, been worth it. Um, but um, yeah, I just hope they yeah have good manners. I know that it's not you know always. I'm not saying the struggle or the challenge is mm. eliminated. I feel like I've really moaned on this podcast. I'm not really at all. sorry. Okay, no, fine. no, no okay. moaning. What I was actually thinking is from when you had your first and yeah. you were on tour and you were finding it all challenging and yeah. a bit clunky, do you feel, because I think there's a lot to be said for getting older as a, a woman in music. I've really enjoyed. I thought I, when I was younger and looking at people my age, I was like, poor then. Yeah. But now I'm like, no, no, this is the really good bit. Yeah. And I think when you're on stage and you've got your band and your dancers and you're doing your thing, is there a bit of you that just goes, oh my God, this is, feels so much 
more exciting and empowering than that, you know, oh, six years ago, Jesse, doing that tour. I appreciate it so much, the fact that I get this release that, especially because I've kind of taken more pride and focused in on the live show. Like, if we're using the live show as an example, that feeling and... And when I had my daughter and son on the side of the stage, I I, I was nearly welling up because I was like, my two worlds are here colliding and I'm in a great place. And I have these amazing fans out there, but I also have my two little people there. And like, yeah, I was nearly sobbing and just kind of almost wanted to just perform the whole whole show to them. (laughs) Um, And um, yeah, I do feel as I get older, I'm more comfortable in my skin, in my body, in myself, um, as a parent. It's, um, yeah, I feel, I feel actually like I'm getting better as an artist, which is an amazing feeling. And do you, do you still write letters to your kids on their birthdays? I do. That's so I mean, they're, nice. they're, they're, they're in, um, they're, they're in a, each in a book and I'm really pissed off with the book that I got my son because it's not very nice. I'm actually going to, uh, this is something that is just such a stupid hang up to have. I'm going to, Remove all the letters. And no, I'm oh. going to... No, I'm going to cover it. You remember how you used to do oh, yeah. with, like... That's you nice. put, like, uh, wrapping paper on... Yeah. I'm going to do something with it. Because cool. it's really upsetting me what it is. But I've written all these letters in there. So, yeah, they've all got a book. That's so nice. And hopefully they will turn into two books because I'll write them such um, long letters. Um, but, yeah, I... It's this... Uh, it, it's something that my friends, the parents, they, they read this um, letter to her on her 21st birthday and it was like of her 16th one and it was just so funny and I just thought all those things that you wish you could remember about your kid it's also quite selfishly for me I think probably to not that I look at them but to remember those so is that what you do those say, moments oh, this I say, year you did this and- yeah and this year you you were really into this and like oh, you said the best thing when you said this and Aww. you really I don't know because um, I probably would forget it otherwise so uh, that's so lovely it's nice for them to be able to have those memories of themselves which I probably won't be able to remember when I give them to them when they're 21 no I think that's really spectacular and I uh, is, is 19 too late to start no I think <laughs> you may as well just start start okay He's going to be really surprised by this essay he's going to get from his mum. <laughs> I'm trying not... to remember everything. Yeah, I guess you, because he's 19 now. It's like, would you do it for his 30th? Yeah, and I'd be like, your first word was dark, but I it think. might have been bus. <laughs> One of you was definitely bus. <laughs> yeah, it's all going to be hazy. And they all look very similar as babies, which doesn't help. Oh, man. <laughs> the photos are kind of like interchangeable. That's really funny. <laughs> I'm really crap at photo albums. That's something I'm really shit at. So that's the um, the thing that I'm going to do is just write them these letters. I think the letters are lovely. Thank you. Um, I think it's a lovely tradition and I wish I'd done the same. That's, yeah, um, it's, I, I have to keep it up now because I know it's a good tradition. So we also do this thing that I inherited from E.L. James, which because we used to work together, you know, Fifty Shades. Mm. We worked together in a production company before I was a singer, before she was a big erotic fiction writer Mm. and she used to take photos polaroids of the family each year and put them on the tree at christmas and we're doing that too which i quite like that one so we've got loads of polaroids of each year yeah that's really lovely you hang them on the these are two traditions i'm not very good with traditions but those are two traditions that i do so I'm glad you took that tradition from her rather than writing... Well, I suppose you can. Oh, well, like, imagine me writing erotic <laughs> I've taken letters from to my <laughs> children. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
a wee bit worried where that was going. <laughs> Stick with the power doors. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> That was such good fun chatting to Jessie. Uh, so much energy and I love it where there's that um, nice crossover. And yes, I have realised I've spoken to a lot of singers for the podcast, but it is nice for me because otherwise you don't really get much time speaking to other people in the same job as me. I'm like Quite often when I go to work, I'm the only singer. So it's really, really lovely to be able to share notes and uh, and yeah, have a good kind of natter about daftness of our day job but also the daftness of that combined with um, motherhood as well and all the different hats you put on (laughs) which I mean the good news is there's never a dull moment so that's great it's definitely not a boring life I lead but it is a busy one and now where do we find ourselves well it's kind of quite a nice day Uh, I think we're going to stay close to home today we had like some ideas of some plans but actually because I'm about to go away for a couple of weeks I just I just want some quiet family time here, really. Mooch around, play in the park. Might have a little wander in the park. And then one of my kids really wants to go to Sainsbury's to see if they have Prime. Are you aware of this Prime drink? It seems to send them crazy. It's like, I don't mean by drinking it, because actually that's a rarity. It's, it's very hard to get hold of, but just the idea of the Prime drink is a really big deal. I'd say to my 7, 10 and 14 year old, they're all kind of captivated by it. So what Prime is, is a drink that's um, made by and promoted by a YouTuber called KSI. And basically they do these drops where you can get them for about two seconds in a couple of places. I think it's Sainsbury's and Asda. And then a lot of them get bought up and then sold with hoiked up prices on eBay or on local corner shops or whatever. But these guys, wow, they just they just want the prime and there's loads of flavours. And from what I understand, they don't really like the way it tastes that much, but that is not the point. Anyway, I'm, I'm sure there was an equivalent when I was little, but I can only remember Garbage Pail Kids. Not, is that what I mean? Yeah, Garbage Pail Kids. Cards you collect, which came with a free bit of chewing gum in the, in the packet. I used to love those, but I don't remember going crazy for it, and I definitely don't think there was a black market on them. But, you know, maybe I was a naive child. Maybe there was a wild side to collecting Garbage Pail Kid cards. Just like Prime. <laughs> anyway, uh, the next time I speak to you, it'll be while I'm on the road. So I'll let you know how it's all going. Uh, but in the meantime, hope you're doing all right. Be kind to yourself as ever. And, yeah, I'll see you soon. And if you see any Prime, can you please let me know and do me a good deal on it? All right. Thanks very much. Best of love. Bye, bye. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. 
Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.